the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Daniel, as we were preparing this episode, I thought to myself, uh, if we were to go back and reference all the pop culture movies and music and song titles that we have used mm-hmm. as as punchlines or transitions in this podcast, uh, it would be in thousands by now. It's, it's quite a list. Quite a list. It's, 95% Seinfeld and The Office, Correct. but there's there's a lot of other stuff sprinkled in there as it, well. It's like Easter eggs. Many of you on Twitter have come out and said they've they've caught it. Daniel and I, we don't set up our – we don't try to quote or do voices. We don't do voices here, okay? So – That's not that's not what we do. That's not what but we just do – We it. barely do – we barely do our own voices. That's, so it's not <laughs> – How are you going to expect me to do somebody else? But we are just deadpan, cold take – and, and many of you, like Easter eggs, have found it in the middle of our, our time. You're like, hey, wait, that's that's a Dwight Schrute, isn't it? That's a that's a George Costanza in there. And you would be correct. Mm-hmm. You'd be right. Um, all that being said, Daniel, we're not here to talk about those shows. We are here to talk about UGA. So so That's what we're here to talk about. That's it. We now we That's do, why we called it Locked On Bulldogs. That's right. Now that, I remember. That's right. Okay, good. Locked on Bulldogs. Th- your team, not your show, <laughs> your team three times a week during the offseason, five times a week during in-season play, which we will get there. We talked about on Monday how we were having, we are going to have this season uh, in a big, big way. We're very, very excited for that. But uh, Daniel, if they're new to the podcast, we should welcome them. Thanks for finding us. Uh, if they're old to the podcast, they will know that we are not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. It's your team three days a week, but really, it is your show three days a week because if you if you want to email us, if you want to reach out to us, if you have an idea for the show. If you have something that you want us to talk about, if you have a segment that you want us to cover, if you want to give us your take or your opinions on our takes and our opinions, you can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We would love to hear from you. As Clint said, this is a show for fans and by fans. Uh, we are here to help you be the best fans that you can be. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell us a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. Um, uh, and uh, and this episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. There it right? is. Of course it is. What? Why wouldn't? Who it else be? would it be brought to you by? No one. Uh, Go to BillBar.com, enter the promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. More on that in a minute. Today is a new day, Clint. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the week, mm-hmm. and we're playing a little game called The Biggest Loser. Uh, now, we should be clear. There are no losers on this Georgia team. We're not here to sully the good name no. of any Georgia football players or coaches or otherwise. This, this game really should be called the biggest potential loser of the season because here's yeah. the premise of the game. Who has the most to lose in the 2020 football season as it relates to UGA? Who's Who is got the most that's hanging out there that they have Essentially, whoever uh, goes to and lose. just lays an egg is gonna yeah. just going to be walloped big time. Kirby Smart goes out and wins four games. His The sheen is is not as shiny as it was. But he's coming back as coach the year after that. Okay, he's, he's going to be just fine. He's just fine. He's going to be. He doesn't. He has some reputation to lose. Everybody's got something to lose. All right. right. It's football right. games to be lost. But who has the most to lose? Because we would argue that there's three names that we're going to give you who we think have a lot to lose mm-hmm. this upcoming season. Clint, I'm going to start with the first name on this list and i don't know if it's the name that comes to people's mind right away or not 
But it is the first name that comes to my mind when you say who has the most to lose for UJ football this season. We have talked about him many times on this show. We've talked about him many times this week on this show as being someone that we're very excited to see this season and not actually see, but see the fruits of his work this season. And that is the new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Clint. I believe Todd Munkin has a tremendous amount to lose as the new offensive coordinator at UGA. Here's what I mean. Right now, as you said, the 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 sheen is shiny for Todd Munkin. I well, mean, he's, the he's luster. He's not even out of the package yet, Daniel. The luster is brilliant. There's never been a person who's more beloved than the offensive coordinator who's just been hired, who's never called the play before at Georgia. But there's never <laughs> been a person who is more hated than the offensive coordinator who has called the play at the University One of Georgia. One play in. One drive in. You tell me I the first— I promise you some ridiculous Georgia fan at the Benz, pending there are fans at the Benz, but if not, watching on TV, the very first play uh-huh. of the Virginia game will complain about it being a run play or a pass play, depending on which one it is. I Correct. guarantee you— there will be Georgia fans absolutely up in arms about it. Todd Munkin has the most to lose, not because of the way that the fans feel about him, but because if he comes out and lays an egg this season, not only mm. is it is it likely he could get fired immediately after one season. I don't think Kirby Smart I think Kirby Smart is is done being patient. Oh. I think Kirby Smart's ready to find something that works, and I think we got Todd Munkin Jr. as offensive analyst up there in the booth, waiting in the wings. If that needs th- to happen, okay. I think what you saw with James Coley with a one year tenure, and then nope, didn't work. You're out. Uh, I think you're going to see that moving forward with uh, Kirby Smart. I think he knows that he's got a window here to win a national championship, and he wants to find an offensive coordinator that can help him do it. So not only could Todd Munkin get fired, but Todd Munkin, if he does well this season, Mm -hmm. is the king of Athens, Georgia, Clint. He's the king of of the city. They are going to memorialize his name we've said that the competition is not stiff for best offensive coordinator of all time at uga if he comes out and does well this year all of a sudden this guy gets a raise he gets a pay bump he's already uh, a quite well-paid offensive coordinator he could be one of the highest paid offensive uh, assistant coaches in college football uh, and and have himself this incredible job for as long as he wants it until something better comes around. And don't act like something better won't come around oh, if it succeeds at UGA. And so Todd Munkin has a lot to lose through this stop. He did not exactly kill it for the Cleveland Browns. Okay? No. Let's just call it what it is, nope. Georgia fans. He did not exactly kill it for the Cleveland Browns. Is Georgia a better job or worse job than Oklahoma State University, Clint? Is oh. it? Oh. Yikes. Okay, this is the best opportunity he's ever had. To really make a name for himself, uh, he's got the most to lose, I believe, from everyone on, associated with this Georgia team. Daniel, you you say Todd Munkin. I'm going to raise you on the other side of the ball when we come back. Aren't you going to tell the people about Bilt Bar, though, before, before we go? We should do that, Daniel. Before we go, <laughs> I, on the other side. Just executive executive producer intern Michael is just screaming in my ear like, hey, idiots. 
You've been doing this for like three weeks now. Also, why is he only in your ear and not my ear? This is this is why we He's, have this is why we have trust issues in the podcast. It it, it it really is. Listen, Bill Bar is the protein bar that eats like a candy bar. It tastes amazing. It's healthy. Um, we don't have any jokes to make about it because here's it's the thing about good. it: it's just good to eat and it's good for you. Um, you remember the episode of Seinfeld where there's the frozen yogurt shop oh, yeah. that they think is oh, that they yeah. think is fat free, and then they realize that it's not fat free. This and isn't that. There's there's a this is not that. See, this is a situation where it actually you can't believe it's not butter, but it's actually not butter. But you can't believe it's not butter. Correct. Just just to be clear, the fine folks at Bill Bar would like us to say. Their product does not taste anything like you can't believe – I can't believe it's not butter, which tastes like absolute garbage. Their product actually tastes good. Uh, it comes in a million flavors. It's high in protein. It's high in fiber. It's low in sugar. It's low in carbs. It's good for you. It tastes great. Go to BillBar.com. Enter the promo code locked on. Get $10 off your first order. It's BillBar.com. Locked on. $10 off your first order. Okay, but now I want to talk about the other side of the bar. The, the, but now, the bar, Clint, you're, the you're allowed to do that. Thank I you. will allow it. I appreciate please, it. Please, <laughs> we have paid the bills. Now, please, <laughs> let's continue with the podcast. Let's let's continue. Uh, Daniel, Todd Munkin has a lot to uh, lose in this season. There is no doubt about that. Money, uh, higher positions, more teams. He can go Sam Pittman route if he wants to after a few successful years at UGA. There's no doubt in my mind about that. However, Daniel, I want to say a young man has so much to lose after this season, a la the draft, where he falls, where he goes, how much guaranteed millions he gets or not. And that is one Richard LeCount. Now, longtime listeners of podcast will will pardon us for bringing up Richard's name again. It feels like every time we talk about the defense, there are three names we talk about. Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, because Daniel and I are all in on those two. And then we sprinkle in Richard LeCount because we can't help ourselves because he has he has taken our hearts and scolded them black too many times. Listen, Richard LeCount has been a household name at the University of Georgia since before he ever enrolled in, in school. When he was a recruit Him and Jake on Fromm Twitter, making Santa he, was, videos. he was a legend. Yes. He was a Georgia football legend as a recruit. Okay. Uh, and so, and then he came out and he played and he played great. Yeep. And then he oh, came man. out and he played and he played awful. And then Trevor showed up and just elevated the whole Richard LeCount saga I to think, the next level. I think we we reference Richard LeCount only as a way to get to referencing Trevor on this podcast. I think is what Trevor, we do. come home. Come home. Come home to the podcast, Trevor. Trevor. Gosh, guys, I've never wanted somebody to try to troll me so hard in my life as I want just, Trevor to try to do. Please come on back. Reach reach out to us, Trevor. Locked on Bulldogs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear where you're at and what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but no, it's Richard LeCount. Look, he is getting a lot of attention this offseason, Daniel. A lot of attention. Okay, a lot of media, a lot of ESPN gurus, a lot of insiders are looking at Richard LeCount, talking about him in the first round, talking about him all SEC, all American, giving him a lot of respect. Now, you and I are not mm -hmm. going to do that because we hedge our bets, and we know that if this is an inflated bet, okay, we know this is, you're not getting a lot of juice on this bet for Richard LeCount to go ahead and make first team all SEC or first team, second team, third team, all American. All right, we've seen the tape one too many times. 
However, not a bet I'm trying to make. No. No. If Richard LeCount comes out and has another sophomore season in his senior season, he goes from top 15 from what I've read. Okay. Which, by the way, just really quick, let that sink in, Daniel. Top 15 draft pick, Richard top LeCount. Top 15. Correct. Okay. Yikes. One of the first one of the first DBs taken off the board. Fast, hard hitting. I mean, this is insane to me on some outlets doing that. But he can be guaranteed five year million dollar NFL player. Right? Sign that contract. He has a bad season, Daniel. He slips down to what? Third? Fourth round? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're talking going from from That's millions, millions of dollars. That's what we're talking about right there. Isaiah Wilson-esque, everybody in Tennessee loving you, to New Orleans Saints' third team depth, and no one knows who you are. It's a it's a mighty tumble that he can... Richard LeCount has something to lose in this season, uh, has a great deal to lose this season. What is the number one thing that Richard LeCount needs to do to ensure that he doesn't lose that um that status is it team play or is it individual play individual play that's it mm. just just don't blow it richard that's richard what we're trying to say richard just <laughs> do me a favor if somebody okay. in, in a different color jersey okay is running running towards you and looks like he's going to keep running past you mm. oh no turn the hips oh no Mm-hmm. And start Ooh. sprinting ahead of him in that direction. I just caught. I just. I just had a flashback to Sam Ellinger, just absolutely <sighs> running through Richard LeCount. Well, that'd be, that'd now, be hard. That'd be hard to do, Daniel, now, because you would have to front up Sam Ellinger if he was to run mm, through you. Richard didn't now, do that. Now I'm going for the bucket. Now I'm heading for the bucket. Okay. Uh, we got one more name on this list. I'm going to take a break and, uh, find my bucket and then we'll get back and we'll talk about the last name. This is the season. This is the time of year to be bulk buying the buckets, Daniel. It is. It's bucket off season, just like it's, you know, football off season. So, um, the Home Depot should be stocked up again. Okay. So head down there, see if you can get, maybe there's a Memorial Day sale on buckets like a some sort not, of lingering sale that's like I'm left not over using from last, last year's week. daniel because those are no those are soiled no we burn those <laughs> we burn those in the fire so that's not that's not an option if you're holding on to last year's buckets let me tell you there are better things to do to save, save five dollars elsewhere please for the love <laughs> of all that is good Listen, just switch to beans and rice exclusively for a week, but don't, please don't reuse your buckets. All right, we are playing a little game of The Biggest Loser. This is not meant to be a depressing game. This is more like a, this is just a reality check right. game uh, that, we're, that we're playing here. We're saying, look, Richard LeCount, uh, this is a big season for him. This is a pivotal season. If you have a lot to lose, that means you also have a lot to hang on to. A lot of a expectations lot to gain. out there. A lot of expectations. Um, I'm going to come with the third name on our list, Clint, and it's not a name that I think people have very big expectations for coming into this season. Correct. But but around the program, and looking at you, Twitter people, mm-hmm. uh, around the Twitter world, there's a lot of expectations. You all of a sudden, this kid's on some sort of a like. What color turf is that? 
Clint, is it was it orange? The video that that oh, came out of this it of this was some burnt bronze stuff. You're absolutely right. It, that was the weirdest it, thing. I'll tell you what was burned was my retinas when I was trying to look at it. I turned it because on because I thought it was the junior high auxiliary gym that I wrestled in at that tournament. I was watching an Eastern Washington game or something. All of a sudden, uh, we're talking about Carson Beck. Okay, now hear hear me out here. Carson Beck has a lot to lose this season, and it has nothing to do with his play on the field. None. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, uh, we won't see Carson Beck on the field except for in mop-up duty this season. I believe we will see him on the field in mop-up duty because I believe, as of this moment, I fluctuate back and forth on this quite a bit, but I believe as of this moment he will be the backup quarterback on this team, mm-hmm. and he will mm-hmm. be taking snaps in the fourth quarter, and blowout games like Tennessee and others. So, Carson Beck, though, has a lot to lose this season, not based on his play on the field, but he has a lot to lose based on his ability to learn the offense and separate himself from incoming freshman 2021 class, Brock Vandegriff, or as we like to call him on this show, Brock Vandelay. That's correct. Of Vandal of Vandelay Industries. Import export. Because listen, he's in the import export business. He is importing wins and exporting touchdown passes. Love That's it. what he's doing. Love it. This it just keeps going, fan friends. It doesn't we, stop. We have no end in sight for our, our love no. of that now. Listen, Brock Vandelay is coming in here and he is coming in hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got all the stars. He has all of the uh, weapons that you look for in a Georgia quarterback. He's dual, He is a mobile guy. Oh, yeah. Much more so than Carson Beck. He is much more in the Jamie Newman big arm mobility mold. So if Jamie Newman succeeds this year at Georgia, it's going to be a very smooth transition to a guy like Brock Vandelay, incoming freshman though he may be, to step right in and take over the reins. Carson Beck needs to do something this year to the to impress the coaching staff to separate himself from incoming freshman Brock Vandegrift because uh, listen only one of these guys is going to play meaningful snaps at the UGA in their career. Okay, let me say that again because some of you on Twitter need a wake up call. Only one of these players is going to take meaningful snaps for UGA in their career. You okay. cannot. So which, Daniel and I are, are famous for saying you can have two things true at the same time. However, mm-hmm. these two things. This is not one of those. This is not one of those times. Brock and Beck cannot, will not be playing meaningful snaps on the same team in the entirety of their career. Let me put Let me put it to you in a way you can understand, Georgia fans. Which one of them do you want to be Justin Fields? Yep. And which one of them do you want to be Jake Fromm? I'm glad you said that because, Daniel, I, I just had a bucket, a vomit bucket uh, thought come to mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie Newman uh, comes in and twists an ankle. Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not great. Nope. It's not great. No. Uh, Seen it before, though. Seen it. Carson Seen Beck it before. comes in. Uh huh. What does he do? And admirably, does old his four-star Carson Beck, old old pocket passer, old field general Carson Beck, passer integrity, oh, no. program oh, no. kid. He oh, comes no. in, leads us to the playoffs. 
what's he doing no and a five-star mobile quarterback comes uh-huh. into tow thinking that uh-huh. he can beat him out next year daniel i just puked several times into the buckets listen we're not saying that carson beck is uh jake Fromm. he is in that no. scenario obviously and that brock uh vandalay vandalay industries is justin fields but but the point remains uh, Brock Vandalay is not going to sit for three years and wait for Carson Beck to not leave campus. Not, it's not going to happen. So uh, if Carson Beck gets beat out by freshman Brock Vandalay, guess what he ain't going to do? Sit and wait in case he gets injured. These two kids also, you want to say, but one can redshirt. No, not these kids. These kids aren't redshirt. No, sorry. That's not how life works. Um, five-star quarterbacks aren't going to come in and say, I'm going to redshirt. Um, if they, but, but they do at Clemson and then they transfer anyway after they redshirt a year at Clemson. So that's what's gonna. So Carson Beck, moral of the story is, has a lot to lose this season because he needs to show something to the staff. Listen, I think kid's got a, a rocket arm. Kid is apparently a winner. He's got all the things. I'm not here to tell you I know which quarterback I want to step. I want the better one. To play for Georgia. Whoever wins. That's all I care about. Give me the better one. I think an argument could be made that possibly we didn't get the better one last time. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, we were both on team Jake Fromm at, at the time when one of them, when Justin Fields left. So I think in hindsight, maybe we would rethink that. All I want is the better one of them to succeed. Both of them aren't going to play. So Carson Beck, I think, has a lot to lose this season. You're yeah, sorry, Daniel. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us for the third installment this week of Locked On Bulldogs on the Locked On Podcast Network. Glad you're here with us. If you still need more from Locked On and still need more podcasts, ask your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft. And we'll see you next week. See you.